Eco Money on Money FM 89.3. This is Eco Money on Money FM 89.3. I'm Rachel Kelly. Now, you may have heard COP28 is taking place in Dubai this year. But what is COP and why does it matter? Well, here's an explainer and what you need to know. First of all, what does COP stand for? COP, C-O-P, stands for the Conference of Parties. But who are the parties and who takes part? Well, we need to turn back the clock to find out. Three decades ago, the Rio Summit was held and the launch of the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change, or UNFCCC. Every year, member countries of the convention come together to determine ambition and responsibilities, as the COP28 website puts it, as well as identify and assess climate measures. So what kind of action are we talking about? Well, you may have heard of the reference 1.5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels as a target to limit the global temperature. And it was at the 21st COP which led to the Paris Agreement, which brought everyone together to work towards this target. COP21 was seven years ago, and as such, this year's COP is seen as a critical halfway point since Paris and until 2030, which is in another seven years' time. So where is COP28 this year, and what do you need to know? Well, COP28 UAE will take place from the 30th of November until the 12th of December at Expo City in Dubai in the United Arab Emirates. According to the COP28 website, the COP28 presidency's two-week thematic program is geared towards responding to the global stocktake and closing the gaps to 2030. Each day's program incorporates four cross-cutting themes that underpin effective interconnected delivery. So what are these themes? Well, technology and innovation, inclusion, frontline communities and finance. At the beginning of this month, the conclusion of the signing of the host country agreement for COP28 took place. The president-designate, Dr. Sultan Al-Jabbar of the United Arab Emirates and UN Climate Change Executive Secretary Simon Steele made the following statement. They said they're going to work together to make COP28 the most inclusive UN climate change conference to date. To this effect, they've written to all parties urging increased participation and meaningful engagement of youth, women, local communities and indigenous peoples as members of party and observer delegations to COP and in climate decision-making policy and action in the lead-up and during COP28. So what are the expectations of industry players and what are they looking out for from this year's COP? Well, Anita Neville, who is the Vice President of Corporate Communications and Sustainability Relations at Golden Agri Resources, is looking for more movement on areas that support smallholder farmers in high-risk landscapes. So Golden Agri Resources was a signatory to the Agri-Commodity Roadmap and it has three pillars. One is very much about what do we as individual companies do and commit to in terms of our sourcing. The other two, I think we really want to see movement on. Uh, One is around how do we support smallholder farmers, particularly those in what we would call high-risk landscapes. These are landscapes where there is still ongoing deforestation from a variety of different sources. How do we uh, help smallholders to do better without feeling like they have to open up more areas of land? 
that's going to require investment in training, in certification, in helping them to commit to new and different practices. And that's going to require inputs from government, inputs from the corporate sector to help make those transitions. We talk a lot about a just transition in the context of climate change, often from the point of view of energy choices. We need to also make sure that there's a just transition in agriculture to help smallholder farmers in particular produce well without having these negative uh, impacts in terms of deforestation. The other area that I hope we will see more movement on in COP28 is this broader question of financing the transition to more climate-friendly agriculture in general, so not just farms specifically. Uh, we know that there is a tremendous amount of money that is being pledged for energy transition. Only a fraction is being pledged towards the transition into climate-friendly agriculture globally. And yet agriculture is responsible for about 30% of global emissions. So really seeing the financial conversation move from numbers on a piece of paper to how those funds might be deployed into supporting agricultural transition would be a welcome outcome from COP28. Dale Hardcastle, Global Head of Carbon Markets and Director of Global Sustainability Innovation Centre at Bain & Company, says that as this is a reporting year, it's the first chance for us to step back and look at what we see happening across countries and companies. Clearly, expectations, I think, are, are very high as we look at, you know, sort of COP28 and you know, like it, as we sort of move into sort of December this year. Um, my expectation is, you know, we'll really begin to sort of see who is is delivering and, you know, who is able to, to kind of begin to sort of move forward in, in decarbonization and sort of investment, which countries are still sort of, you know, lagging behind and, you know, where is more sort of attention and focus needed. Um, you know, clearly many, many different sort of topics on the agenda from, you know, carbon finance to sort of the just transition to sort of other things. Um, and I think we're all sort of, you know, quite interested to see as the final sort of agenda comes together, what are going to be, you know, the top two or three things that, that really are the focus of this year's COP and the like. Meanwhile, Kavita Gandhi, who is the executive director at the Sustainable Energy Association Singapore, hopes that COP28 will be a COP of action. Well, my hopes are that COP28 uh, should be a COP of action and impact. Mm -hmm. I think there have been a lot of discussions. Uh, I think this is also a COP where there's going to be a big stock taking of what have what has been achieved so far since the Paris Agreement. Um, so my hope is that there will be some actionable pathways. Um, you know, that is, uh, of course, one. And then... An area that is very close to my heart is more collaboration between the private and public sector and more engagement of the private sector. And depending, and it should not just be the large companies that are involved, it should all be also be the smaller companies who are doing very innovative work. And many of them, uh, those startups or smaller companies are also based in Singapore. So we are very keen to see participation by these kind of companies in COP. Um, and another thing that I'm looking forward is the focus areas on very innovative and scalable technologies that are being deployed in different parts of the world. How can we learn from each other? You know, so that those are some of the things that we are looking at. And uh, CIS would probably be looking at taking a, a sort of a delegation to COP28 
um as a lead up to that i was there uh, this earlier this month and very excited to see what's going on in uae and the leadership position that's been taken by uae as a lead up to the cop 28 so very happy and excited to see all the action What are you looking out for from this year's COP? Or what would you like to see? Well, I'm going to be on site at COP28 in Dubai reporting live for you this year. And if there's anything you would like me to find out more about, or if you have any questions, drop me a text at 88550893. You can also keep up to date on the latest climate news and updates on EcoMoney by tuning in on Money FM 89.3 Audio. or subscribing on Spotify. Yes, EcoMoney is now available. So don't forget to like, share and subscribe. I'll be back with you next week signing up for now. This is Rachel Kelly on EcoMoney for Money FM 89.3.